Have you ever wished you had been taught how to study the Bible in depth? Because that is exactly what our partners, Chasing Sacred, are all about. Creating resources for studying the Bible that meet practical needs while also maintaining strong biblical literacy. The way they structure their studies are so purposeful, and they help readers understand the historical and cultural context, which is so important. They actually just came out with a new study on the book of Ephesians. You do not want to miss it. Just don't forget to put code abiding free for a 20% discount on any of their products. Click their link in our show notes and learn more about them at chasingsacred.com. Life can be messy and hard, but one of the things God has promised to give us is freedom. Freedom deep in our hearts that is not dependent on the ever-changing waves of circumstances, but set on the steadfast promises of God. This freedom gives us a secure identity, even with a broken past. It helps us have joy in parenting, even when we are completely exhausted. This freedom gives us love for our spouses, even when they are unlovable. And it can give us purpose in our careers, even if it's not the one we want. But I feel stuck sometimes, don't you? What does it really mean that Christ has set us free? That's why we're here. Welcome to the Abiding Free Podcast with Kristen and Shannon. We invite you to walk on this bumpy but beautiful journey toward freedom as we learn to abide in Him. Get ready for tears and laughter and everything in between. Because this podcast is about living from the truth that yes, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. All right, everybody, we are so excited to be here with you again today. Shannon and Kristen here, and today we are going to talk about Jesus, burnout, and boundaries. Woo! Woo! <laughs> and we're going to start with the topic of burnout, and then we'll transition into basically how burnout relates to boundaries, which is such such a good thing mm. to talk about. Yeah. Um, but I think from the, from the get-go, let's just debunk the myth that burnout is most common or only happens to workaholics because that's just not true, is it? Burnout is something that can happen to all of us and probably has happened to many of us. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I've seen this um, with my husband and he would agree with this that I tend to see him as more the one that has these workaholic tendencies. So, you know, he would be more likely to struggle with burnout. But I can tell you, I have been through burnout and struggled with it. And even recently, and I'll share about that story in a little bit. So, you know, and burnout can lead to so many other things. So it's important that we identify it yeah. when it comes. And, you know, but first, what we want to do is we want to build a working definition of burnout. So we all know what we're talking about here. So basically, you know, all of us could de- probably define it a little bit differently. You know, we found on Wikipedia, gave they give this definition of burnout as it relates to our emotional state. And they say it's a physical or mental collapse caused by overwork or stress, Mm -hmm. which is accurate, you know, um, but what we're going to do is we're going to broaden this definition and relate it to a biblical worldview. So this is what we define burnout by for the purpose of this podcast. And it's that burnout is um, described as a physical, mental, or spiritual collapse caused by overwork or stress and not relying on the power of God to sustain us, but often relying on self. Oh, so good. I Such a good, healthy definition. Um, but now let's talk about the symptoms. How do we know if we are having burnout? 
um, especially if we're in the middle of it. Right. Um, you know, and I think the reason we need to talk about this is because sometimes we don't, like I said, have that comprehensive picture. Just maybe we haven't taken the time to actually think about it at all. And then again, when we're in the middle of it, it's just overwhelming. Exactly. I think the most obvious symptoms are, you know, the physical uh, exhaustion and of course the mental exha- exhaustion, outward stress, anxiety caused by working too hard, um, being too having too much going on, too much on your plate, which can result in physical illness, which would be another symptom. You know, that's how it looked for me. I talked a bit about that in in my testimony um, on our previous episode. Um, but I think burnout can also show up in surprising ways that are harder to identify, you know, if we're not kind of critically thinking like like laziness, numbness. Oh, yeah. You know, wow. just, just walking Absolutely. through life almost emotionally or spiritually asleep um, because sometimes that's just how our brain responds to being overworked or feeling overwhelmed. So true. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's almost like our subconsciously our brain or body decides we can't do this. So we just go numb. I have so seen myself do this. Oh, me too. It's, it's it. Yeah. And it's that's that's a scary thought. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's almost the same idea of when something, uh, you know, really scary happens like a car accident or, or a robber or something, you, you know, and that whole that whole idea of something scary happening and you just freezing oh, or yeah. some or mm. a person just freezing. Mm. It's almost like the brain is so overwhelmed. It just goes numb, you know, and that's kind of this whole concept, this idea of kind of floating through life in like an emotional exhaustion. Mm. And it's just not a good place to be in. Just like running your body into physical exhaustion is not healthy. Oh, yes. And, you know, this is what I experienced in just this short personal story. So basically leading up to, you know, this uh, release of our podcast, you know, I was running hard. And let's just be honest, sometimes in life, we're going to have to run hard. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to lead toward burnout. But what the the transition for me was, is that I started relying on myself mm. and seeing myself as needed. And so, um, you know, the few weeks before the podcast release, I was supposed to, you know, we were, Shannon, and I were, you know, it was crazy. We were, yeah. we were getting ready for this release. We're so excited, but there's a lot to be done. And then I was supposed to go on a whole women's retreat, um, literally the weekend before we were releasing the podcast. And it was, I was supposed to share a devotion there. I was super excited about that. And you know what? My message needed to be shared. Yeah. You know, did you get that? I, I thought yeah. I was needed. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know, I was push, push, push with the podcast. You know, if we don't, you know, it's going to fail again. I was needed. Yeah. And you know what? At the same time, we we were newer to our church and we were saying yes to everything. And But you know what? That's not spiritual maturity. It's spiritually mature to know when to say no. And what was so interesting was my weekend, that women's retreat was canceled. And I I was really bummed about that. I was kind of like, what? Like I'd prepared this whole message. And but as I was reflecting, you know, I wasn't even giving 100% to all that I was doing anyway. My prayer life was very weak. I think that's another symptom. Symptom. Yeah, I, I think, think that's a precursor probably to burnout happening. Honestly, I think you like even just pause and like think about that. Yeah. Like, well, you're basically saying, you know what, God, I'm too busy for you. And what that's saying is also, I don't need you. Yeah. I, I don't I don't need you. I don't I don't need to talk to you. I don't need to ask you for help. And that's because there's what, too much to do. Yeah. I'm too busy for you, God. Um, you know, I was reading my Bible, but it was like I wasn't just sitting with my father and just being like, mm. Lord, you know, help. Um, and so what ended up happening, it was really honestly just I'm so overwhelmed with the graciousness of God because, mm. you know, I deserve to be 
like disciplined, mm-hmm. you know, but what he did was he, um, it was really interesting. I had this weekend myself cause my family was going out of town. I was supposed to be working at this women's retreat. And, um, my friend actually had a vacation home just like a couple hours North and she offered to let me use it for the weekend, which is so generous of her. And, you know, I, it was hard because I was like, you know what? I could be doing so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I took this opportunity and let me just say as a side note, you guys, I know what it's like. I just want to be sensitive to saying this because some of you are like, I can't leave everything that I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I can't leave my kids or I can't leave my, you know, to go away for a weekend, even if, if it's a free house. And I've been there too. I know that. And I just want to say that I just want to be sensitive that this was a unique time. And well, and it yeah. didn't necessarily have to be in that format. This exactly. in your story was this yes. format and it was a, a lovely blessing from God, exactly. but you can still, everything you're going to be sharing right now, you, it could still cross apply to in a your different context. context. Yeah. Thanks Shannon. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, I went on this weekend and it was so interesting because the first Psalm that God took me to was Psalm 23. And, you know, I've always read that Psalm in relation to this like deep suffering, which it is. But when I read it, I knew exactly why God wanted me to read this. And, you know, the first few f- verses are probably familiar to all of us, right? He, the Lord is mm-hmm. my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for mm-hmm. his name's sake. And what stood out to me, I even kind of laughed about it at the time, is that part at the beginning, the only place it says he makes me wow. lie down in green pastures. You know, what I really believe was God was speaking through his word was Kristen. I will make you rest even if you don't. Mm. And it may come through a complete burnout, which by God's grace, it didn't. But I was getting there. And Wait, I just have to yeah. I just have to come in. No, please. Do. So and I think that I've seen that so much in my own life. But for me, I guess I, I was so, um, so like a what is it a mule with bitten bridle that God literally wow. had to make me I already mentioned being ill, but that's mm-hmm. literally what he did. And I've had times where I know that I'm severely ill laying on my couch because God had to force me. Wow. To make you lay to, down. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not I, there's there's that's, you know, take that with a no, grain of salt. I know. There's exactly. Much of, of course. Of, there's much of fact, there's a lot no. of factors involved, but just yeah. just to that point, like I have even yeah. seen things like illness be something where God has used to give wow. me that rest. Wow. Yeah. So very similar. And, you know, just briefly, what I did on this retreat, I like tuned out from social media. You mm-hmm. know, that, that can be such a striving there, especially for those of us who maybe are using it for ministry purposes or business, whatever. Um, and, you know, I was really, I, I, I had to say no to a lot of things, you know, and um, I just spent so much time in God's word. I walked on the beach and just talked to God. It was like, I've, and I, I remember just crying at the beginning. I'm going to cry mm-hmm. now. And it was just like, God, I miss you. And mm-hmm. I didn't even realize it. Like I've been even, I've been, I was spending time in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I was, but I, I, it was always, again, it was a task and mm-hmm. it was like, you know, yes, I had some sweet times in the word and he was gracious, but like overall it was this picture of like this one more thing, you know, I was doing and mm-hmm. it was just so sweet. And I think, you know, the bottom line that I really learned there in the burnout is that burnout can teach us that we are not meant to be machines. Mm. We're not created as a machine. Mm. We are created to be known Mm. and to know God. Oh, thanks so much for sharing that. That's so powerful. I remember, didn't you even mention to me that you were, when you were walking on the beach, you were like wearing headphones so that you could talk (laughs) out loud? Oh yeah. I still do that. (laughs) I know. I just love that. So people think I'm on the phone, but I'm really talking to God. I love that. (laughs) It's so good. Um, all right. So, so let's, how did Jesus prevent burnout? Let's talk mm. about that for a second, right? He yeah. is our, 
we are his disciples. We are his followers. Uh, so how did he prevent it? Um, of course, we always want to go back there. Um, but why we specifically want to go back there is because he was fully God, but he was also fully man, the most important man to ever live. And he because he chose to be a man. He chose to take on human limitations, mm. you know, and because he chose to take on those human limitations, even Jesus couldn't or wouldn't be all things to, he couldn't in his human form be all things yeah. to all people at the same time while on this earth. He did not meet every need. Jesus. Wow. I mean, just, wow, just right? taking that in there. <laughs> and let's say that again. Jesus did not meet every need because he submitted himself to the limitations of the human wow. body, the human form that he took. Yeah. You know, and this is where I think this conversation goes to boundaries. Jesus set boundaries. Yes, even Jesus, the God of the universe, set boundaries as an example to us. And I think this is so important to talk about because setting boundaries is a popular topic in churches. And it's been absolutely pivotal. And I know in Kristen in my life um, and a huge just life change for me personally. However, many people are and I was for a long time unaware of why it is biblical and supported in Scripture, actually modeled in powerful ways in Scripture to have boundaries. Exactly. I think it can be this like popular, it's a, it's a popular topic yeah. boundaries. Yeah. Gosh, you guys, we, we really need to make sure we're not subtly taking these cues from the world. And the good news is there are boundaries. There yeah. are boundaries in scripture that Jesus modeled for us. And so um, the overall model we want to present here is that Jesus said no for a better yes. Mm. And I'm just going to share this personally. I wouldn't, Shannon knows this about me, but I wouldn't normally share about numbers or yeah. anything. But I, I want to share this just because I think we'll, we'll be able to relate. And yeah. so I shared, recently shared these points that I'm going to share with you all on my Instagram account. And you guys, I mean, this has never happened, but as of today, it has like almost 11,000 likes. That's yeah. never happened. That on just my shows you. Yeah. It's, it wasn't about me being some great no. writer. I didn't even actually write a ton. It was one of those days where I just literally was like, oh yeah, you know, and wow. it just shows me that we're all struggling with this. We're all in this together. <laughs> that term has been overused, yeah, but no. really we're all we all need help with this yeah. boundary making. Um, but I, I think too, it's important to note that Jesus said no, so he could say yes to other things. Like yeah. I think a popular worldly thing is just saying no. And it's like, well, yes, but yeah. Jesus said a lot of yeses. And yeah. so, um, but this is what we're going to go through. So one of the first things that we, we've seen is that Jesus said no to trying to be close with too many people and yes to an intimate group to pour into. And I mean, Shannon, I joke, Shannon's more introverted. I'm more extroverted. So this is probably more good news for me because <laughs> we'll earn more like a rebuke <laughs> because I, you know, I have this tendency to think I need to be friends with everybody. Mm. And if anybody ever like wants to get together, I have to say yes. And mm. it's like, no, he chose 12 disciples and, you know, Jesus knew this wasn't possible to be friends and close with everybody. And he didn't overextend himself relationally, yeah. you know? So the second point is that Jesus said no to trying to be in too many places at once and yes to the place that needed him more. This is in Luke 443. Mm. And the context for this is Jesus was in the city of Galilee and he's teaching, he's healing there. I mean, he was needed. There was crowds mm. around him and yet he was leaving. He hadn't healed mm. everybody. He hadn't ministered to everybody mm. yet. He was leaving to go to another town and the people were begging him not to go. Mm. But Jesus basically, he says, he's like, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. Oh, that's wow. So convicting. Oh, let's just break this down for a bit. Okay. 
Jesus knew he could heal anyone. The people needed him. We get in a situation where we're not Jesus and mm-hmm. we, we think we are needed somewhere, even when really we're often not. Mm-hmm. We, we think we have this facade that we're needed, but listen to Jesus. He knew he was sent for the purpose of spreading the gospel to other places. Though Jesus was fully God, he submitted to human limitations, such as not being in two places at one mm-hmm. time. We do the opposite. Yeah, We actually try to play savior and we do way too yeah. many things because we think we are needed. And then burnout comes Mm. a reminder of our human limitations. Yep. Um, Third point is that Jesus said no to trying to do things on his own and yes to his reliance on God, the father. This is John 530. Okay. Can you believe, I mean, this is, think about this, you guys, like I just had to really stop. Can you believe Jesus couldn't even do anything on his own? Again, this is his, he submitted to a human limitation. Everything he did was to exalt the Father. The mm-hmm. Father, he talks about this, like I do what the Father has given me to do. God the Father is giving mm-hmm. Jesus what to do. And he, he tells us this. He's modeling for us to lay down our control, our efforts to do things on our own. Mm-hmm. Fourth point is that Jesus said no to man-made expectations and yes to God's calling for his life. Oh, that's oh, so man. big. Yeah. Luke 6, 6 through 11. This is where a passage where Jesus is healing a man with a, um, with a withered hand on the Sabbath. The Pharisees were furious. They saw that Jesus broke the law quotes mm-hmm. <laughs> by working on the Sabbath. It says that the Pharisees were literally filled with fury. I, I just think it's interesting how there is this persona of Jesus as this nice Jesus and, oh, everyone loves Jesus. No, people hated Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Pharisees hated Jesus. Mm-hmm. And this is an example. Can you imagine seeing mm-hmm. the Jesus and people are like have fury toward him? Mm-hmm. He was not people pleasing here, guys. Uh-uh. And I mean, again, this is something I struggle with so much, you know, burning myself out to try to please everyone. We'd love for you to listen to our episode on validation, yeah. you know, and um, I think we'd like to picture Jesus as so loved and kind again, but he was hated. He knew, but he knew what he was supposed to do. And it wasn't to please man. It was mm. to please God. And another passage, it tells us he knew what was in man. And quite frankly, you like me, you've probably seen how people pleasing can just take us on this exhausting spiral. And we end up disappointing people. I think yeah. that's what's so crazy about yeah. it. It's like, it's so, I think I can please everyone. And they're like, you're not satisfied yeah. with their validation. I know. They're not pleased. No. It's very fruitless. It never works. It never works. Okay. Um, and then just two more points. The, the first is that Jesus said no to defending himself to everyone. Oh, this and, is so big. Oh, yeah. And it, I found this really interesting as he even remained silent at one point. Like yeah. this high priest in Matthew um, 6, 6, 26, 63 at the end is like, accusing him he just stayed silent you know now he did defend him it, yeah himself and other places yeah but there were times where he would just be silent and you know he didn't always answer and then lastly is that jesus this is the biggest one guys jesus said no often to people so he could say yes to alone time with god mm. this is a popular passage but we want to talk about it anyway luke five sixteen. this is you know think about this okay jesus would withdraw to places and pray how many, think about how many needs there were, mm. right? People literally hanging on him at times. Now, of course, there are literally people hanging on us at times, right? Like a newborn, like we can't just <laughs> set our newborn down. <laughs> but again, in the midst of what we're doing, maybe sometimes yeah. it's with our newborn. Like how do we just, we're nursing and we're mm-hmm. we're talking to our father. Like what does it look like, you know, to to get that time? And the point here is I've never thought of it this way. I never thought about this until we wrote this episode that Jesus actually modeled 
abiding mm. for us. Yeah. It's wow. like, I, I was like, whoa, he was abiding in his father so that we would then abide in him and know what that looks like. And he had to say no to people so he could go to his daddy, so he could be with his father. He's modeling a life of healthy no's to saying yes to God. Jesus was free from the weighing down of the burdens of people because he rested in God. Oh, that is so good. Those mm. are such, mm. I needed to hear those. Those are mm. so good. Um, yeah. And I, you know, and I've even heard the reverse where every time you're saying yes to something, you're saying no to something. Oh, you know what I, I mean? Automatically. Yeah. yeah you're that's just, true. you're just, just by default. You could be saying the wrong yes. You could be saying the wrong mm. yes. Um, and so it's so, such a good reminder um, to look to Jesus, to keep our eyes fixed on him for that example. Um, listen to this quote from Dr. Henry Cloud. I just love this. Um, it's, it's kind of long, but it's, it's just such filled with such good truth. Um, boundaries define us. Boundaries define us. They define what is me and what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. Knowing what I am to own and take responsibility for gives me freedom. Taking responsibility for my life opens up many different options. Boundaries help us keep the good in and the bad Mm. out. Setting boundaries inevitably involves taking responsibility for your choices. You are the one who makes them. You are the one who must live with their consequences. And you are the one who may be keeping yourself from making the choices you could be happy with. We must own our own thoughts and clarify distorted thinking. Mm. Oh, that's so good. I know. It's so good. <laughs> and, I, and I can't tell you what an impact. Even um, he's one of the authors for the book, the book just called Boundaries, um, and that that book has had in my life personally and in my marriage. Um, I honestly think we need to do a separate episode at some point oh, on just yeah. boundaries in relationships, <laughs> you know, in, in every area of our life. Um, <laughs> or maybe every episode. Yeah. <laughs> just to remind ourselves should, every week. Should at least refer to it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 100% to what we're talking about this episode, which is learning these boundaries in regards to our time and responsibilities and where we are needed. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like I said, just for me, when I was doing ministry, being a mom, being a wife without boundaries, I literally hurt myself and missed out on years of walking in freedom. Wow. You know, because boundaries, I think that's a big takeaway is that boundaries bring freedom. Oh, they bring yes. freedom. Boundi- bound- boundaries, boundaries, boundaries bring, bring freedom. freedom. It's so true. Yeah. Uh, Psalm 16, five to six says, Lord, you alone, uh, you oh. alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Wow. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. Oh, wow. I mean, we just love ending with God's word. And that is a perfect verse. Um, Thank you, Shannon. And thank you all for being here today. And like we said, this could be hours and hours of conversation. We have not hit on everything. But again, we're going to link that book, you know, Changes That Heal by Dr. Henry Cloud, which is just so good. And actually, just so you know, I did, um, they also have a workbook that my Mm. girlfriend and I did um, years ago. And I will tell you guys, I mean, it was work, but it was good work. It was like heart surgery and highly recommend that. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you have a second, please share this episode with someone you love. Also, if you could scroll down and rate our podcast and follow us on social media at Abiding Free, this will help us reach more with the message of freedom. Yeah. And then just be sure to join us next week for another episode and know we love and are praying for you. 